Identity Podcast. We are a faith-based platform where we influence creatives to live authentically in pursuit of their purpose. So if you're passionate about impacting lives, monetizing your gifts and talents, and you desire to grow a relationship with God, then tune in to our podcast. We are so glad to have you a part of our community. Welcome back to the God Identity Podcast. I am your host, Arnesia. And on today's episode, I have a wonderful guest. Her name is V. She goes by Entrepreneur Entrepreneur V. Say hey to everybody, V. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, Wazoo with this? Your girl, Entrepreneur V. Thank you, Arnesia, for considering me to come on your podcast. I'm so happy that I could be here. I'll probably tell you guys a story of how it happened after but it's it's just crazy in a good way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> listen I have definitely just been inspired by her story by her message and I just see her on Instagram doing her thing and I know it's not an easy task so the fact that you just get on show up and tell people like it is like she's a whole entrepreneur she has an amazing book called the inner entrepreneur and it's also a brand as well and um she's just She's going to tell you more about her story, but I just wanted to give her a nice introduction. Um, she's actually used to work in the corporate world as well and was labeled not good enough. And she was fired at 19, but she has definitely changed the story of her life. And I can totally relate to that. Of course, y'all know my story, but she has a very similar background. But I love the fact that she actually did something with the creativity and the gifts on the inside of her. So because I've just seen her been inspired by her, I said, listen, we got to have you on our on a podcast. Yes. You, and I feel like there's other people out here in the same place, but you have some experience. So I want you to tell us, like, tell us about your story. Let, let us know what inspired you to create the inner entrepreneur. Yes, ma'am. So um, again, thank you for having me. And, you know, I just want to say welcome. Thank you for being here to your listeners who will be hearing this um, audio. So um, my story, I didn't always think that it was important um, that people would care about it because, you know, everybody has their own life problems. Everybody's dealing with something. But then I learned that your story is somebody's exit strategy. So I've actually become more comfortable with sharing it. So my story basically is that um, I had to work at a very young age and I often like describe it where I feel um, like I almost didn't have a childhood because I was kind of forced to grow up um, with certain circumstances where, you know, certain people, they can run to their mom or they can call their dad or, you know, grandparents or somebody older than them to kind of let them figure out this stuff. Some things I had to do that for myself. And one of those things was starting to work at an early age. So um, besides just me wanting to have my own money, because girl, I don't, I do not like, did not like, still don't like, don't think I will ever like, I'm just going to people and like asking them for handouts, asking them for money. Because my main concern is when somebody gives you money, they want to know what you're going to do with it, um, when you're going to pay me back. 
Um, are you sure this is the best way to use your iron? I wasn't having all that. So <laughs> when actually when I was I started working when I was 15, 15 years old, I got a summer job you know because I was trying to eat good at school <laughs> with them lunches I was trying to eat out so um I started doing that and I didn't like the job I was working at a supermarket I was overworked and underpaid so I was doing all the weighing and stuff had to pack the shelves and just after I sit down there and pack a shelf for hours and then just see customers come in and rummage everything it was like oh no Mm-mm. I was not having it So then after that summer, I went to another job. I got an internship at an electric company who was doing field work. Um, That lasted one summer. I remember my paycheck was literally, I literally only got like about 300 and some odd dollars for like the summer. And you know what? Um, They had this safety protocol where it's like, like you, it was mandatory for you to wear like construction shoes because, you know, you're working with electricity did you know these people bailed me for the shoes girl they took that out of my non-existent internship paycheck and I'm like it's mandatory y'all didn't give me the choice left to me I would have rolled up there in some sneakers okay so they took they bailed me for the shoes guys I was just like bro first of all I have to pay for my own transportation to get here second of all y'all know you're not paying me so I was like okay let me get out of here so that ended then I started working at a um a phone company um you know those when you call somewhere and you have a customer service issue so I was working with one of those companies but it was for insurance and you know it paid well but then I had to get my own place because of personal issues so and you know rent is a killer let me tell you like Fat Joe said yesterday's price is not today's price (laughs) (laughs) yesterday's price is not today's price okay (laughs) so at the time I was making like a thousand dollars regular pay but my rent was seven hundred dollars so y'all can do the math so that's like 70 percent literally of my paycheck just in living expenses and I still had to buy food um, I still had to pay my electric bill. Thankfully, water was included into the rent. They at least did that for your girl. <laughs> so, but um, I remember those, the, so that's what it was. So I, I had what I would call in like financial cancer because it's like I, my expenses outweighed the amount of money that I was making. And I was living on my own at 18 at the time. So it was very stressful being um, an 18-year-old. So that's why I said I felt like I was kind of forced to grow up and I didn't really have, you know, like a playful, whimsical kind of childhood experience because I'm 18 years old thinking about how I'm going to pay my rent, (laughs) okay? So um, the job at the phone company, it wasn't wasn't the worst job because honestly, that is the job that I have... I have gotten the most transferable skills from to this day, to this day, even in my own business, like I use some of the things that I learned, like how to talk to people on the phone, like telephone etiquette and all that. And like, it comes in clutch and I didn't want to lie, but it just wasn't paying all that good. So, I mean, it is what it is. So I got another job and that's when I started working at one of my local banks back home. And that was the job that I got fired from at 19 so it was that job that was kind of just like hey you know you're not good enough and we have like a certain standard and stuff basically they wanted me to be speedy gonzalez at the teller front line 
and I only had like one week of training from them. And the one week of training didn't even consist of like a whole week of being at the front or whatever. So not to make excuses, but at the end of the day, that's just facts. It is what it is. And I actually speak about this in my book, The Inner Entrepreneur, because it's like they hired me and they knew that I didn't have any experience with money because it, was on, it wasn't on my resume. But everybody else who was hired at the same time of me same time as me, they either worked in a credit union, a bank, or they worked in another job where they had to deal with money. So I was the least experienced person there. So obviously, if you're comparing me to my colleagues who do have experience, who has done something like this, I'm always going to look like my work is subpar. So that's basically what happened. I got my first appraisal. That just went to shit. Um, I went home. I practiced. Like, I worked my butt off for me to get faster. And I think I had spoke about that when we did um, our podcast. I, I didn't have Monopoly like the paper money. So I made my own paper money, girl. <laughs> I got some blank paper, got, got some scissors and I took like a $10 bill and I traced it. And then I cut $10 pieces of money out. And that's what I was using to kind of just get faster at counting the money. And then I, even after doing all of that, even after like staying late, like I was dead ass, sometimes the last person to leave the bank, sometimes on Fridays and stuff, staying like putting in extra time. And guess what? Like that still wasn't good enough for them. And the mistake that I made was that I took their words personally and I believed them. And then after that time, when they did let me go, I did actually went into a slight depression because of it, because my mentality was... I was a straight A student. I'm accustomed of doing good, putting in the work and like getting instant gratification. So coming from that kind of school mindset to me being in the working world now, it's like, okay, I'm putting in the work. I'm studying, I'm doing all these extra things, but I'm still not getting an A or like what the A, what the equivalent of an A would be at your job. So it was, it was messing with my mind because, you know, in school they teach you how to be an employee. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm here doing all this extra stuff, but it's still not working out. So I had to drag myself out of that dark place. And thankfully I had um, somebody in my corner who I could speak to. And, you know, cause no matter how grim I was looking at stuff and whatever, there was always there to just kind of remind me like, no, you know, you've got this. Da, 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 da. So after that happened, I still needed to pay my rent though. <laughs> so I had to get, I got another job. It was a part-time job, but this time I knew that I wasn't going to stay there. Um, and guess what? So when I was working my first job at 15, I was like, no, I'm not feeling the supermarket thing. I come home exhausted. Girl, tell me why that part-time job I got was at another supermarket. Child, that was the only place that was kind of hiring at the time because I did send out a lot of applications. I did get an interview at a casino, but um, the environment just wasn't for me. You know, there's a lot of men there. You're working like late nights. Um, people there, you know, they drink and whatever. And it's just like, ooh, I need the money, but I don't want to risk my safety <laughs> for it going home at like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Like to me, it just wasn't worth it. So I went back to the supermarket, y'all. And at that point, um, again, like I said in my book as well, like no disrespect to the people who do work in the supermarket, but that just wasn't my cup of tea. 
And, um, you know, you don't have to get offended by it if you do. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I deserved better. I knew that. And you deserve better for yourself too. Because what I realized, Arnesia, is that a lot of us just settle for the things that are right in front of us because we feel defeated, we feel hopeless, and we feel like there's no other option, right? Instead of kind of like digging deep and looking for like that inner entrepreneur and seeing, okay, what can I do? And that's kind of where my mind was at when I was just starting my journey. And um, I knew I wasn't going to stay working at the supermarket so I pursued something else, which I always wanted to do at the time, which was to get a degree. So I'm actually here at school now, but I still had that go to school, um, get a good job because you have a degree, then be comfortable kind of mindset. And it's only after I started school, that's when I realized, oh, it was a lie. <laughs> it was all a lie. But um, so... I came to the U.S. in um, December of 2019. I'm originally from the Caribbean. And then the thing with your visa, though, what they tell you is that for your first year, like, you can't work. So even if I wanted to get a job, I I couldn't get a job, honey. And, you know, there was a Walmart. There was a Target. There was places close by to where I live, but I couldn't, like, go in there because I didn't have an SSN. Um, and then because of my visa, I couldn't work. So even if I wanted to, at that point, I really couldn't get the job. So I was like, okay, but I still need money though. I still need money. And like I said, I didn't like asking my grandfather and stuff for money. So I was like, okay, well, I have to do something. And that's really where it started. I, May 4th, 2020 is when I tell people I started my business journey because that's the day that I invested into a business course for me to actually learn how to do this thing and, in that course, it had a part saying like how to create ebooks and stuff. And when I learned that information, I just took it and ran with it because I know even if I'm not like a six figure earner or like a millionaire or anything like that yet, I still have something valuable that I can share with the world. And that's how I created the inner entrepreneur book. So that's the story in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I feel you. I felt like you took me through the journey of how you even just got on your feet the yeah. courage to go out, the courage to find, you know, to, the courage to get out of the depression you were in. I think that speaks volumes because sometimes people can take a little bit longer to get on their entrepreneurial journey and the mm-hmm. mindset because after losing a job, you can go into a place of defeat because yeah. really, like you said, you thought like, hey, I'm a straight A student. But coming to this job is like another level. It just kind of like said, oh, not really. And it's like, no, you have to keep your identity and who you are to really keep going. And I think you did a really yeah. great job to just say, you know what? One thing you said, I don't remember it word for word, but I know that you said you wanted to make something of yourself. Like you wanted to give something to the world. So learning yeah. about how to create an ebook and even writing a book and making that happen, like that's really good. That's so yeah. inspirational. And I'm proud of you for that, for real. Thank you, girl. <laughs> yes. And also, also too, so in the inner entrepreneur, like, do you share how to teach people how to fire their boss? Like, what's the concept behind that? So, yeah, let me tell you how that concept came about. So the fire boss, basically, because, like, I got fired, but then um, I was like, okay, well, um, the next time I'm going to fire my boss before they fire me, okay? So, um. 
and then the thing now is that you know with the rona out and so on since the start of the pandemic like over 60 million jobs in the u.s alone have been lost during that time and it's just like big corporate companies don't really care about their employees like that and if there if there weren't laws in place to say okay it's mandatory for you to have like a a pension or workers compensation compensation or if there isn't any unions or whatever these companies would like work you to the bone and not care about you personally so anytime something happens to you anytime you become inadequate in any way shape or form or they just okay we need to cut back on our expenses like you're the first person to go they don't care if you have a student loan they don't care if you have a car note they don't care if you have children other human beings that you have to take care of they don't care if you have like a mortgage and stuff or in my case like they don't care if you don't have any other family members to really come run to your rescue because at the time when i was working at the job like my job was my only source of income and that was the source of my independence because you know people will tell you know well money gives you power well that's where my economic power was coming from well it wasn't really power because it got snatched but you know what i'm trying to say is like that was the only source of how i was able to take care of myself but um even if my manager knew that was the situation or whatever at the end of the day she still did what she had to do i filled my appraisals and i was like you know what um we worked too hard as like average people for these companies to just treat us however and at the end of the day it's like if nobody applies to their job if they don't have any workers then they don't make no money so the way the system is the the whole job thing is set up is like the people applying for the jobs feel like they need the job more than the company needs the people. And it's almost like, it's almost 50, 50, but if everybody were to come together and say, okay, we're not working no more. Walmart, all these fortune 500 companies, like nothing. Cause they need people to carry out their work for them. So they need us. <laughs> okay. But a lot of us don't think that way. We're like, okay, I need this job. I need this job. So in the inner entrepreneur book, it really more so focuses on how to get the mindset of an entrepreneur, because I had an employee mindset. Even with those six jobs that I worked in that five year span, it wasn't until I got fired and things got bad that I thought about, hey, I need to do something for myself. I need to make money on this side. Maybe I should start a business. I need to make money online. It was just, okay, one job to the next, one job to the next. So when you have an employee mindset that's holding you back, you just looking for other people to tell you what to do because now you can blame them and say, okay, this happened to me because of this person or, um, you know, I'm not making money because the market is bad or whatever. But when you're in an entrepreneurial mindset, you don't wait for people to create opportunities for you. You go look for those opportunities. When you're in an entrepreneur mindset, you're way more creative because you're looking at what you already have and see what else can you make from it. But when you're in an employee mindset, you just end up complaining about all the things that you don't have. And really, that's not doing anybody any good. So in the Inner Entrepreneur book, what I'm doing is giving you the shifts that you must take to start your entrepreneurial journey. And those shifts are more so like mental shifts, you know, how to like change your mindset. Because I always say that you can't run a business with an employee mindset, right? So that's what's in the book. There's also a blueprint on how to fire your boss in the book because the blueprint came from 
my experience, <laughs> right? Because I got fired. So you don't always have to make the mistake, same mistake that other people out here making. And I don't want people to go through the same dark phase that I was in because you know what, Arnie, just not everybody has somebody to help them deal with depression. And some people, you know, get it worse than others. And, you know, they might have suicidal thoughts. And um, I briefly, very briefly had those. But again, because I had somebody who was kind of, you know, in my corner and stuff, it didn't get too serious and so on. But not everybody has that type of support system. So I don't want other people to go through that same dark phase that I was in. And that's why I decided to not just share my story in the you know, entrepreneur book, but give you solutions as well. Right, right. And that's really good because that's needed, especially the solutions and knowing how to transition from employee to employer. And so when it comes to one building their business, mindset is a major component, right? Yeah. Okay. So what, you know, mindset has a lot to do with habits. So habits, what habits or qualities should one acquire when developing success for their business? Okay, so that's a great question. Thank you. Success will look different for everybody, but like you were alluding to, is the small things that you do that really set your tone for the results that you're going to get. So, simple as something, you know, the thing with building habits is really, again, just building trust and confidence in yourself. And belief in yourself is something that is super, super, super important when it comes to building a business. If you can't visualize it in your mind, you don't believe it in your mind, body, and soul, then it's not going to happen for you. It doesn't matter how many other people say, yeah, you know, this can work out. Like it has to be something intrinsic, but you get that confidence and trust in yourself from being who you say you are and doing the things that you say you're going to do. And that's where the habits kind of come in. So something as simple as telling yourself, okay, I'm going to wake up every day at 6 a.m. and go take a job, right? That's something, that's a habit. That's a healthy habit because it helps you physically to stay healthy physically. And of course, when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you have to have a level head on your shoulders because if you battle in a bunch of sicknesses and so on, like, baby, how are you going to run a business? You know what I'm saying? Another thing, you know, I noticed that a lot of successful, I haven't met or seen an interview with an entrepreneur or something, and they just say that they don't read at all. Even if they might not read a book, they will say, okay, I listen to audiobooks." But there's always some kind of learning going on. And I think that's definitely a habit that anybody who wants to start a business should um, take that habit on is like, okay, read a book every day, right? You don't have to read a whole chapter. You could read five pages a day. You could time yourself and just read for 10 minutes a day. But you want to get into the habit of actually reading and always learning something because Whenever you stop learning, you stop growing. And if you're not growing, then you're dying, right? So that's actually one of my favorite quotes. Another habit I would say that's super important is for you to learn how to be a people person. Because you know what? And I use, I'm guilty, red-handed. I used to say this. was like, oh, I don't really like people like that. (laughs) You know that you can't be a business person, but then say you don't like people because businesses need people to grow. And if you really just don't want to deal with people like that, then you you better find somebody else to do it for you because you, you're going to have to deal with people. 
at some point. So I used to think, I used to tell myself that I was shy, but it wasn't that I was shy. It was just that I was kind of, I had the fear of criticism, what other people would think, what other people would say about me. And so I had that fear. But after I got rid of that, I realized, hey, I'm not shy. I ju- I'm just really reserved and I pick and choose who I want to share my energy with. So that's a big difference. And so I would say you have to get into the habit of learning how to be a people person, how to communicate with people. But more importantly, the habit of listening, because a lot of us just think, hey, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to make money. And we go and we talk people's air off about, oh, this is what my product and this is what it does. But you don't even know that the person has tried all these solutions that you're throwing at them. And at the end of the day, they're not even interested in about what you have going on. But you wouldn't know that unless you were listening to them. So that's another thing that I would say to definitely create the habit of being a listener. You don't always have to be the one talking. Because um, if when you're in a room of people, sometimes the, the, the person who gets the most value is the one who's quiet and the one who's listening. The person doing all the talking doesn't really get the opportunity to learn anything because they're just talking. So that would be like a few habits I would say that would definitely be important. Something to keep you healthy physically, something to help you strengthen your interpersonal skills, something to help you um, learn or to keep your mind active, and then to like get into the habit of actually listening to people. Those are good habits. I definitely agree with that, especially the listening aspect, because mm-hmm. listen, listen. Oh, my goodness. The <laughs> fact, this is something I have picked up on. You will sell the best when you listen and ask questions. Yeah. Let the person talk the most. Listen to them. It's like a certain way of ha- having conversation. I do this every single time. Mm-hmm. I want to like, I always do this. I just have a habit of doing this. Mm-hmm is asking certain questions that piques the person's interest, especially when it comes to their dreams, their goals, their aspirations, mm-hmm. listen to what they want and then see if your product or service can benefit them. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have to hear what they're saying. And if they already said it, you can say, well, we actually, I see a common ground here, like let's connect, or maybe my product can help you, or maybe my service can help you. Have you thought about this? Like it's certain ways that you hold a conversation with somebody where they'll say, you know what, that does sound like a good idea because what I used to do in sales, oftentimes, you know, going and doing retail, what mm-hmm. I used to do was tell people about the product and how the product is do this, that, and the third yeah, so you know yeah. if they need it. And so that turns their, it turns them off. Right. So you definitely list some really great habits that we needed to know and just be reiterated. And another thing I noticed, too, is that sometimes you mentioned poverty mindset and Mm -hmm. uh, something that's so relatable because as an entrepreneur, I can see it. And a lot of people, we tend to go into that poverty mindset unknowingly, not even knowing that it's a poverty mindset. It's just that once we lose a job and we're in any phase of our business, we're like, oh, man, And and we get stuck. So what are some things, some signs that someone can pick up on when it comes to identifying a poverty mindset? Okay, that's a really good question. Oh, I, I really like talking about this because it's like amazing grace. I was once lost and blind, but now I can see. Okay, <laughs> so I was definitely a victim, very much a victim of a poverty mindset. And one of the things, if you really want to know if you have a poverty mindset, like, 
either you check yourself or make somebody help you do it. Because most times we tend to see the problems with other people and we don't see the issue with ourselves, right? Are you somebody who complains a lot? That's usually the biggest red flag because, you know, and it's a simple concept. The glass is half full or it's half empty, right? Are you somebody who complains a lot? Are you somebody who never takes responsibility for your actions? Because that's a poverty mindset because poor people will blame the government. They will blame um, their boss. They will blame the economy. Even if they try to invest in stocks or whatever, they will blame the stock market. They will never say, oh, you know, maybe I just picked bad stocks or maybe I haven't learned enough about the stock market and that's why I'm not winning. There's always a finger pointing thing like, oh, you know, it's never my fault. It's all these bad things happening to me. So poor people complain a lot. Poor people don't like to take um, responsibility or be held accountable for their actions or lack of actions. Another way you will know if you have a poverty mindset is if you haven't grown. If you're in the same spot you're in now, in 2021, that you was in 2020, baby, there's a problem. Because everybody gets the same 24 hours. Everybody gets the same 365 days a year. Um, Okay, so there's no reason why you've seen everybody else winning and so on. It's not like you have an inherent problem with you. It wasn't like born like to just stay stuck. But it's because you have a poverty mindset why you're not growing and you're mentally, spiritually, financially dead because you're not actively involved in putting yourself in a better position. Another thing, if you want to know you have a poverty mindset is that you keep hanging around your poor friends. Because it's like, poor people like comfortable, you know? So comfort is a drug. So, you know, there's this thing where it's like, that's why this whole go to school, get a job and live comfortably thing, it's like a facade. Because if you just always want to be comfortable, then you'll never grow. And again, just it kind of it, it just comes back full circle. Because if you're staying comfortable, you won't grow. And if you're not growing, you won't be able to advance your position mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally. So then you're going to stay stuck. And because you don't have any progress, then you're stuck in this whole poverty cycle. So that's what it is. That is so good listen if some of y'all some of y'all gonna have to rewind back to listen again because I feel like you touched on all the points the pointers that people need to know and I wanted you to identify because oftentimes we don't identify yeah it's like sometimes because honestly if we're not doing it if we don't know and if we're not informed and we're not hearing it then we'll never know it's even exists inside of us so when we speak and we say like hey this is the signs here you want to do a self-evaluation Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're not in that place. Because if you have been in the same place as last year, financially, spiritually, or mentally, or all three, mm-hmm. then there needs to be some type of check here. And there has to be a change because you know, deep down inside, you're meant to do something greater. Yeah, exactly. Greater. But you see, that's the problem. Some people mm-hmm. think that they're not worthy or that there is no bigger plan for them. Right. Some people, right. Some people actually think that or you will hear some people say, and it's just so sad because I hear people put spells on them on themselves uh-huh. all the time. Talk about, oh my God, I'm so dumb, or mm-hmm. I could never do this. Oh no, that's not for me. Uh-uh, that's for rich people. Why can't you get rich? Right. You know, so some people really think that 
it's above them. Like, oh, it's above me now. Like, that's not for me. I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't. And that's another thing for you. If you want to know if you have a poverty mindset, listen to how many times you say you can't do something or you find an excuse to not do something. Because if you have an entrepreneur mindset, like your back could be against the wall, but you'll find a way to make it happen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so good. That is so good. We need to know these things. And I like the fact that you actually can like, teach us more ways to actually come out of that mindset and those habits. And so I actually want to go into the marketing thing because you're big, you're big on marketing. You actually have a class coming up. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So as far as like the whole marketing thing, getting yourself known, like um, how important is it for someone to know their audience when it comes to selling their product? Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, let me tell you, um, so I just want to shout out King Ashley Ann one time because I would be lying if I didn't say that she didn't play a big part in a lot of the stuff, um, the way I learned about. She says that targeting is like 80% of the work. And it's true because you could have like the best product. You could have like the best, you could have the most life-changing product or service, but nobody's not going to know if you're talking to the wrong people, right? So sometimes it's not that we don't have a good product or we don't have a good service, but we're talking to the wrong people. And you are right. I do have a free marketing class coming up this tomorrow, actually. I'm not sure when this episode is going up, but um, it's happening Sunday on the 12th at 3 p.m. And marketing, every business needs marketing. And a big mistake that a lot of us make is that we wait for people to come to us And that was a problem that I had. I thought just because I had great content, just because I was being consistent, then that that was enough. But that isn't enough. Like you literally have to go out there and look for the people because when it comes to your business, especially when you're just starting off and you're doing everything organically, like you didn't get a put on. And when I say a put on, I mean like you didn't already know somebody or some people who were already well-established that could just put you in positions. And then as soon as you start, you just blow up. Mm-hmm. None of us, not a lot of us have that. I didn't have that. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm posting content, you know, I'm doing my thing, I'm making my little reels or whatever, you know, I'm getting it. But that wasn't enough. And I had to go look for people. And actually, guys, that's one of the ways that I met Arnesia. So I do this thing um, that I learned from Brother Ben. It's called the GEA method. So you give, engage, and you attract. So I was literally on Instagram reels looking one day and I'm looking for people who made reels like about business and stuff. So I could go in, comment, give my value or answer questions for people and so on. So that's why that's the giving part. You know, you're giving a valuable comment or something. Then the engage is that if the person responds and you have a conversation with them, you just don't like the comment. Like you actually respond back like, you know, yeah, you're welcome. Or do you have this problem or whatever? Like you want to start a conversation. So that's what the engage engaging is and the attraction is based on how valuable the comment was based on how you know good the engagement was then what would happen is that people would literally come because hey if i'm if i'm going back and forth in the comments with somebody i'm clicking on your profile i want to know who is this person or like who is this person coming here talking about this thing on my post like i'm clicking your profile so then but the thing is that you have to have your profile set up. So, you know, your bio got to be clean, got to guy. That's where the content comes in. So it's not like the content isn't important, but it's there. 
um, so that when the person does come to your page, it's like, oh, okay, this person, she does this, she does that. Wow, you know, she she posts about this on a page. Okay, I need that. Follow. They follow you. And what happened is that I found um, one of our Nisha's reel and I commented. And then I clicked on her profile. I was like, okay, let me see who's the person. I want to see them got it going on. So I clicked on it. And then I saw that she was an author as well. And she was giving people tips about how they can you know, get their book and their story out there. And I was like, oh, okay, I need that. <laughs> so that's how I followed her. And it didn't stop from there because Anisha actually reached out to me. She reached out to me. I responded. And I just really like, liked how you like, you know, you just, you was real smooth with it. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. Um, you know, she, and you not only that, but you seem interested in me. Like you was asking me, hey, I just want to know, I see what you got going on. Like, what do you do and whatever. So it wasn't just like you telling me, coming in my DM, just talking about yourself. Like you actually seem like, hey, so I let you know what I did. And it was like, okay, cool. And then it kind of stopped from there. But then I have my podcast. That's when I reached out to you. I'm like, hey, um, come on my podcast. And she said, yes, guys. She said, yes. And we came. We had a good time on that thing. We did it on Instagram. And that was that. And then I literally, I'm coming home from the gym one day. And I get a DM. And it's from Arnesia. <laughs> she's like, girl. She's like, okay. Um, we need you on the God Identity podcast. And I was like so excited. And it was just, it felt unreal because it was like me literally getting the energy that I put into the universe. I was just like, wow. Um, I'm, it's been reciprocated basically. So it's like, and all of this started from like me commenting on her post. So you, that's why I mean, like, you literally have to put yourself out there. Had I not commented on her post and went on her profile, liked some of her, of her other pictures and so on, she would have probably never found my account or would have probably took like a much longer time. So, and all of this is considered marketing because right now you got access to my audience when you came on my podcast and now I'm getting the opportunity to speak to your people. I'm sure there's people who are going to listen to this who didn't even know that I existed, who knew nothing about me, nothing about my story, nothing about my book, nothing about my brand, nothing about the free marketing class and stuff that I'm happy. So all of this is marketing. And it's so simple yet people overthink it. Like, who is the market? Like people will talk about, oh, the market is bad and the market is doing this and doing that. But what is the market? The market is people, human beings, right? So when you're talking about marketing, you're just talking about how you interact with people. And anytime you're telling people or a group of people about what you offer and how it can help them, that's you marketing. Like that's really all it is. And um, it's so important because like I said, you microscopic, like it is what it is nobody knows you so don't act like you beyonce or something <laughs> you know even beyonce had to start somewhere she's been singing since she was nine years old beyonce didn't just get this influence out of nowhere like she's been grinding since she was nine so that's why beyonce could sell air people buying the air <laughs> period people buying the air people she could sell anything at this point, right? And 
you it all starts off from you doing the things other people probably wouldn't want to do you getting uncomfortable and you putting yourself out there <laughs> oh my goodness you said a mouthful it's amazing because we need to know this stuff because i feel like engagement is the most important part especially when it comes to you um in in any form any form yeah like seriously like even for singers you know when you go on stage you're not just gonna go on stage just to sing a song like promote your song promote where it's located on youtube or itunes like marketing is everywhere that's why i say like as us who are introverts because i'm an introvert like I try to claim that actually I told myself, Ernie, just stop saying you're an introvert. Get out there and be an extrovert. So for yeah. those who are introverts, though, um, we like to stay in our shell and we like to just be behind the scenes because we yeah. don't want to feel like, oh, this person may not get what I have to offer. Like we fear rejection yeah. and so many different times we don't want to put ourselves in uncomfortable positions. But yeah. the discomfort will take you places, it takes you in distances. And so I love how you get yourself, you put yourself out there and you are just you, you know, that's another important feature is that you are, you have your own personality. You don't have to fake to be nobody else. Listen. Yeah, I sleep good at night because of that too, because I am who I say I am. I don't pretend to know everything. I, when I don't know something, I tell people, hey, I don't know. I say, hey, you know, that's a good question. Um, what I can do is do more research about it and get back to you. And people will actually appreciate that more than um, you pretending like you know what you're doing and then um, you don't know. So that's what that's what it is, really. And you're like, be who you say you are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I saw that you have receipts. You have people that's giving you testimonials on your book and also your program. So you have, is it the Inner Entrepreneur Program or is it something different? Okay, so I believe the testimonial that you saw was um, from this young lady, Miss Marcel John. So what happened is that um, she has a business. She has a tutoring business, but um, she didn't have a website. Like she did not have a website and she was doing the whole, okay, DM me, call me for more info. But, you know, that isn't sustainable. So even if I don't officially offer, like, one-on-one business consultations yet, just because there's only so many things that I could do at once, right? I took her. So she was, like, my beta test, really. So I took her in. I told her, hey, this is what you need to do. So we, I helped her create a website. I gave her tips. I gave her pointers on how she can show up and be more consistent and, you know, grow her audience and so on. And from that, that's how I got that testimony and what she's saying. Um, just from the website alone, she now has a place to send people right? She can extend her time because she doesn't have to, you can only be on the phone if like one person at once, right? You can't conference clients on a call and tell people to hold and I come back to you and all that. You can only speak to one person at a time. And we don't always see DMs. Sometimes it takes days to respond to a DM. So, um, because of that, now from just having the website, she can send people to one location. All the information they need is on the website. So she doesn't have to be directly involved. And that helped her to scale her business to get more people to be attracted. And because she's posting more consistently now, um, people are seeing her more. And then she's getting more people coming to her. So that's what that review is about. And that's what I want to help more people do in the free marketing class that we're having. Because I knew that I struggled with it and I can't see people else other people struggling with it so I was like okay this is where I can be of service 
So let me do this to help other new entrepreneurs. Good, good. That's needed. So why should someone work with you? So somebody should work with me because um, I actually have been through the things that I would be teaching you about. So when it came about how to fire your boss, I was fired and I got through that, right? So I can do that. I am who I say I am. And not only that, like I said, I will work with you and I want you to win. It's not always about the money with me. I actually care about people's success. And I know there's a lot of other new entrepreneurs and new programs and things out there, but people see my progress. And the thing is that people think, people want success, but they look at it from such a far point of view. They look at a millionaire and say, oh, I want to be a millionaire. But you have to make $1,000 first. You have to make $10,000, 100K and so before you can make a million. So I'm really helping people to set up a foundation because you can have a really pretty house, mansion, but if the foundation isn't good, it can crumble at any time. And my niche specifically is helping employees to transition into entrepreneurs, right? So that's really what my goal is to help you have a smooth transition as possible. And I was once an employee. I know where you've been. I know your pain points. I know how you feel. I know the hurdles that you've been through. And I've went through it and I can help other people to do that as well. So that's why I believe that you can work with me. I'm honest. You can you can check my rep in the streets, honey. I ain't doing nothing shady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what you see is what you're going to get, okay, when you work with me. And it's all about us helping you to become a better version of yourself and you getting the happiness, wealth, and abundance that you deserve from life, period. I love it. That's amazing. So if you want to connect with Entrepreneur B, check out her website at theneralake.com. That's B-E-R-E-N-A. L A K E dot com. And she's yes. also on Instagram under V dot Lake. That's V as in Victor, E as an elephant, E as an elephant dot Lake. You can find her on Facebook and Twitter as well. So I just thank you so much for actually joining us today. This is amazing to know how, like, you have just hearing your story, hearing the more parts of the and knowing that you know you come from a genuine place and I actually yeah. want you to leave us with some type of remarks some type of way um to just a memorable moment some way to mm-hmm. encourage others so like for the entrepreneur who's trying to get on their feet they're in that in-between stage not sure how to quit their job what advice could you give them right now okay so the advice um that I would give you to start with is that um just remember that you can't be fired if you hire yourself But as long as you're working for somebody, you're always going to be treated like an option. And why is it that you can add value to somebody else's company, but you can't be valuable to your own self? So it starts with self first, and you just have to start to take yourself seriously. As long as you have breath in your body, then you're here for a purpose. That's the difference between you and the person in the cemetery. The person in the cemetery can't do anything. They're dead. They They don't have breath. But you can once you're alive, you have life. That means you're here for a reason. So don't waste your time. All we get is time, a chance, and a choice. So you make, you use your time and make the choice to say, do I want, and I actually ask people this in my book, which E do you want to be? 
Do you want to be an employee or do you want to be an entrepreneur? Do you want somebody to make the decisions for you that will affect your life for the rest of your life? Or do you want to be in the captain's seat? Or do you want to drive the boat? Okay, do you want to be the pilot? Do you want to be the person who's actually writing your own story and not let somebody else write your story for you? So really get serious and ask yourself these questions. And the more that you grow and you start to love yourself more, you will have less and less of a tolerance for things that don't fall in line with that. And then you will see that it's entrepreneurship is where it's at. <laughs> Dude. Period. Period. <laughs> yes, that was good. Thank you so much for joining us, B. And um, if there anything, if there's anything else that you want to let us know about, let us know if you have anything coming up, maybe in the next month, in the, the year. Okay. Yeah, so I'm so glad you asked that, Arnesia. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So what we have coming up, and it's going to be all about the Wealth Planner. Now, what the heck is the Wealth Planner? So the Wealth Planner is a weekly planner designed for entrepreneurs and side hustlers to help them maximize their profitability and productivity by properly managing their time. Because girl, you know, time is money, all right? So it's been designed to last you six months. So there's six months worth of content in there and it's going to help you stay organized it's going to help you break down your sales goals so you don't have to worry about oh my god how am I going to make this 5k in two weeks it helps you to build a plan for yourself so if you know you need help with the time management then you definitely want to go to verinaleg.com to sign up for the waitlist. Then now let me tell you there's only a hundred copies that have been made. So when the pre-orders for these drop, you definitely want to already be on the list to get one. So go to verinalick.com, sign up for the waitlist for the wealth planner. We already got the shipment shipped out from the suppliers. So I'm hoping like at the end of September early October, we can probably start opening up those pre-orders. I'm so excited. This is going to be my first physical product and the progress is just amazing. And I know I've suffered pretty badly with time management. So to just be able to create something to help somebody and to give people solutions, it's amazing. So that's what it's going to be about. Make sure you go to verinaleg.com for you to join the waitlist for the Wealth Planner. So thank you so much for that opportunity, Arnesia. I had a great time on this podcast, and I just want to thank you for bringing me on this platform. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you've gained anything from our podcast, please leave us a review, letting us know your thoughts. And don't forget to subscribe to Up To Me Radio on your favorite podcast platform and follow at I am Arnesia. That's at I-A-M-A-R-N-E-S-J-A-H on social media to hear more from the God Identity Podcast. I'll catch you later.